The Winnipeg Jets have plenty of upcoming free agents, and we've talked about a number of them, but a number of free agents still remain. Who should stay and who should go? We'll finish out the list of free agents on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets. You're locked on the Hockey Jets, your daily podcast on the Winnipeg Jets. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, and welcome to tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Harrison Lee, an avid Winnipeg Jets fan and an online blogger. You can follow me on Twitter at HLivingLoco and at LO underscore Winnipeg Jets. As always, thanks for making Locked On Jets your first listen of the day every day. If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcasting platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Megaphone, Odyssey, and YouTube. Doing so is completely free of charge and ensures you never miss another episode. Most of all, we just really love and appreciate your support. Tonight's episode is going to be focusing on the remaining free agents for the Jets. Like I said, Winnipeg has a number of tough decisions to make, uh, some tougher than others, some of them not so difficult, but either way, the Jets have plenty of options uh, and players to kind of determine what to do with, right? So we're going to start off where we left off. Uh, we we finished with Carson Kuhlman. Up next is Declan Chisholm. Uh, Declan, of course, is an RFA and by all accounts is probably one of Winnipeg's top defensive prospects. Not actually all that defensively oriented, but certainly a player who has uh, quite a bit of intriguing potential as a puck-moving blue blue liner. Uh, You know, Chisholm for the past couple of seasons has been one of Manitoba's most explosive back-end attackers. I think a lot of people see the dazzling highlights, uh, the general high-octane offensive output, and, and kind of see, you know, a really bona fide top four attacking blue line talent. And I think in a lot of ways, <clears throat> he certainly does uh, check off all of those boxes. I do kind of wonder if Chisholm uh, is is really ready to take the next step. Uh, obviously, his decision making at times, especially defensively, is still a little bit of a work in progress. But certainly the offensive output is there. The skill is there. It's just figuring out that next step to really elevate his game and move him to the next level. But either way, you definitely want to bring him back. I think there's no question that Declan is not only important to uh, the current Manitoba Moose, but also the future Winnipeg Jets roster. I don't know where Declan will slot in uh, on Winnipeg's eventual blue line of the next core, but I would imagine certainly uh, he'll be getting a lot of minutes. And it wouldn't shock me if he kind of becomes maybe an internal Neil Pionk replacement. I I think in a lot of ways, Chisholm has, you know, very exciting puck moving ability and certainly a great shot and and smart passing. It's just, you know, helping him round out some of the other parts of his game, getting him prepped for eventual NHL duty. But like I said, in terms of free agents, really a no brainer, bring him back. The next player actually would be a fun one to bring back for the Manitoba Moose. Uh, I don't know how the Jets are going to handle the Moose uh, this upcoming season because I don't know. The Moose, every time they make the postseason, they don't really scare anyone. Uh, I haven't really been impressed with uh, their playoff runs as of late. They've had strong regular seasons, and then they get to the playoffs, and they don't really scare anyone. So that's not 
particularly ideal. I, I think for um, the Moose, it'd be nice if they were better and more competitive. And in that you know vein of thought, Alex Limoges uh, was really good for Manitoba. He was one of their top goal scoring forwards, a, a consistent top six threat. And you know for the price that the, the Jets were paying, I feel like he's kind of like an ideal in-betweener, a guy who probably wouldn't get into most NHL lineups for uh, bottom six duty, but certainly could probably play a game or, you know, here and there and honestly make a livable wage, you know, getting that uh, NHL payday and, you know, occasionally grinding out a few minutes. But at the AHL level, Alex is superbly prolific. The, The kid is just genuinely on fire. He was awesome for the Moose. Uh, very clearly a huge boost for a top six that has seen a lot of departures thanks to promotions and all sorts of stuff like that. You know, obviously Limoges might not be able to make it at the next level of hockey, you know, especially with uh, high octane offensive output, but certainly at the AHL level, Limoges has been a revelation for the Moose. And I think somebody who very much should be brought back, um, if nothing else, to really reinforce that AHL lineup and make it more successful. It'd be nice if at least one of these two uh, Jets-related teams was legitimately great, because as of right now, only one of the two is really going places, uh, and even when that team actually does do well, it's not like they're advancing particularly far in the postseason. So, fun stuff on that end, but you know, it is what it is. Up next, we've got Kevin Stenland, and I think that is a name that has perhaps attracted some interest outside of Winnipeg. Stenland was a very effective two-way forward with Not a lot of offensive pop, but certainly more than I was expecting. Uh, Occasionally, he displays really soft hands, and because he's such a tall, physical, uh, mobile pylon, essentially, the dude is a very tough player to match up against. And as a bottom six forward, uh, often deployed on the fourth line, I really liked him as like an elite shutdown two-way center, right? You know, not somebody who's going to be particularly offensively gifted, I think you'll you'll notice that his points contributions were modest, but for the, the price that the Jets paid, Stenland was amazing value. I thought he was a great player. At times, he really outperformed a number of other guys in the bottom six, and as far as fourth-line centers go, I would not mind having Stenland back. That said, he'll probably look for a raise, and because the Jets have a number of internal players that probably deserve longer looks, I would make the harder decision to let Stenland go. Not because he's a bad player or anything, it's just you don't want to block these spots off forever, and if David Gustafson can get a full season healthy, I think that would be a fantastic development for the Jets. But, you know, obviously Winnipeg is going to have to bring at least a couple of players back, and if Stenland is one of them, I don't think I could complain. Now we've got plenty of more free agents to talk about, including some guys who have maybe made a statement or two expressing frustration at their lack of ice time with the big club. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Bird Dogs. A lot of you probably have uh, pants and underwear and, you know, having both is great, right? But if you could combine them that, you know, into like one product that's comfortable, that fits you well, and that is versatile for so many different situations, it probably crack out that wallet right now. Bird Dogs actually does all of that and gives you an amazing product that is great to wear, looks very stylish and fashionable, and like I said, is versatile for all situations. They've got stuff that's perfect for golf outings, uh, a day out on the ocean if you're in a boat, 
or something that's just great for casual walking around, fussing around with your friends, or hanging out with your loved ones. Bird dogs are perfect for every occasion, and they come in so many great varieties and styles. Go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL, and once you enter promo code LockedOnNHL, they'll throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order. Be sure to go to birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL right now. Hello, friends. Welcome back to this episode of Locked On Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Every day, thank you for joining us again as we grind down our list of free agents for the Jets. Obviously, quite a few players here are uh, starting to get more into the moose territory, but still some guys with NHL, uh, I guess, um, ramifications, you know, guys who might have at one point been interesting prospects for the Jets, but didn't really pan out. One of those players is Leon Gavanki. Uh, as far as I know, Gavanki intends to uh, leave the Jets org and seek a contract elsewhere. And on his way out, Gavanki expressed a lot of frustration that, you know, he really didn't get a chance to actually play uh, with the Jets, which is is curious. And if you look at his comments deeper, he also said that it was uh, partly in response to some of the other players that he saw actually getting a chance. And that's interesting because that's something that a lot of us have said for a while it's not so much that prospects for the Jets don't get a chance. It's also, you know, a question of who is getting that ice time instead. And do they really deserve it? And I think in a lot of ways, you can look at some of the players who have uh, laced up for the Jets blue line. And while a lot of them do lay their heart out there and really fight for the badge, some of them, we got to be honest, they just weren't good. And I think Gavanki's frustration is warranted. Now, whether Gavanki was actually good enough to play at the NHL level, I think is a different question entirely. I don't know that Leon has ever shown enough to be um, much more than an intriguing third pairing option. Maybe he would have blossomed at the NHL level. I just always thought that, you know, for me, there was something about his game that felt like it wouldn't translate to the NHL level, but he never really got a chance to prove that either. Not that I suspect he really would have, but, you know, you always want to give your uh, internal players a chance to show, especially top performers. And when it came to the Moose, Gavanki was always one of the most prolific Jets blue liners for that team. So the fact that he never really got a run out with the Jets is interesting. Uh, I think he what he's like, what, right handed? So um, it would have been interesting to see if he could actually anchor that right side. The Jets don't have a lot of depth there. I know that we've already lost uh, Kovacevic, um, but again, Kavanki, would he have really been a big upgrade for this Jets blue line? Probably not, but the likelihood is we will now never know. And sometimes that can be a bit of a shame because you might just miss a gem of a prospect. Now, another guy that I think is intriguing as far as players the Jets haven't really given a shot to is Axel Janssen Fialbi. Now, AJF, all right, let's be honest, right? If you're talking about like teams that have a deep competitive core, AJF probably doesn't crack most of them. But as like a guy who I thought brought some legitimate NHL quality value, especially as a two-way winger with a ton of speed, you know, AJF was a great bargain bin pickup. I thought that his energy, his forechecking, and his just straight-up north-south speed were all things to actually be intrigued by. Offensively, I, I think he lacked a little bit of finishing talent, so it's not like that was carrying uh, his his value for this team. I think a lot of the stuff that he did away from the puck was probably of more interest, but 
as a guy who makes sense as like a 13th forward or somebody who sort of rotates into your fourth line, I would not have hated him coming back. Uh, I do think that, you know, bringing him back probably does eat up an extra roster spot, maybe for a Jansen Harkins. And honestly, Harkins probably does bring a little more punch than what AJF does. If he's let go, I'm not really upset about it. Uh, Jansen Fialbi moving into regular free agency is really not that big of a deal. Um, but you know, it'd be, it'd be okay if like, he's one of the depth signings for injury reserves, but I suspect he'd be looking for real NHL minutes. And I don't know that a quality higher end jets team should be the one that does it. Assuming the jets actually have a higher end roster. Let's be honest. They probably won't next year. And there's a good chance that AJF would actually be useful for this team, but perhaps it's best to let him seek greener pastures elsewhere. No one wants to be stuck on a depth chart where the odds of promotion are relatively limited. Now, the last player we're going to have time to talk about before we take a quick pause is Saku Menelainen. And if you've heard me talk about Saku, you know my thoughts on him. Amazing, amazing, like game-changing PKer, really bad everything else. And it's crazy that he's got such a strange dichotomy because you don't really see players that have like this stark of a split, especially when it comes to PK versus all other situations. Mendelainen on the PK is like Wayne Gretzky, and I don't know how else to describe it. The dude is impossible to get off the puck. He creates danger off of uh, like rush counters. Just a genuine beast of a player at 4v5. But when it goes to 5v5, suddenly that beast becomes a bit of a hindrance. For some reason, he just struggles to add that extra pass, recognize the right attacking lanes, and handle the puck cleanly when it's at even strength. I, I don't know if it's because there's less space to work with or something, but either way, whatever is wrong with Mendelainen's game at even strength, it has, in fact, impacted Winnipeg at times, and I feel like Mendelainen is very much a player the Jets should let go. But I would not be shocked to see him back because I honestly think Saku might be Bones' favorite son. I don't know why he really loves this game other than he's big, strong, and physically aggressive at times. But, you know, in terms of... The, the level of play that we really need from players who aren't always contributing offensively, for me, Saku just hasn't cut it. As a special teamers, again, fantastic player, and maybe you could dub- double shift somebody else at even strength to make up for it. But as far as like overall value is concerned, Manalainen just hasn't done enough. Now, there are a couple more players that I want to talk about really quickly before we stop and end our free agent discussion. But before we go any further, I do want to shout out our friends and partners at Game Time. At eBay Motors, apologies. For a championship team, it's all about making sure every player is a perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. Next time you need parts and accessories, look no further than eBay Motors. With eBay Guaranteed Fit, you can be sure every part you need fits just right the first time. Just add your ride to my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit. Otherwise, you get your money back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop with eBay Motors, you'll have access to over 122 million parts, all verified, all ready to go, all to help you get back in the game. It's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed every time. Get the right parts, the right fit, and the right prices at ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items apply only. Exclusions apply. (laughs) 
Hello, friends, and welcome back to these closing thoughts on tonight's episode of Locked On, Winnipeg Jets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are just wrapping up really quickly with some final thoughts on uh, a couple of last free agents that the Jets could potentially deal with. Obviously, some of these guys uh, are, are definitely on the way out. One or two might be returning. We don't really know yet. Uh, some of the players are more AHL players. And in between then, we've got a couple of guys who have rather unusual contract situations. One of them is Mikhail Berdin. And, uh, you know, Berdin obviously has had a strange path with the pro leagues. Um, he was a very exciting prospect and a very fun player to watch. But as a goalie, you know, you kind of noticed he was a little bit chaotic, especially with like the weird splits on high danger versus low danger chances. And the fact that sometimes Berdine would be almost unstoppable with reflexive saves, but then it's like he just lost focus or something. I don't know what it was. Other times he mishandled the puck and put it into danger, ends up in the back of his net. And that is a bit of a mess. But all of that is kind of irrelevant because he's gone back overseas due to, I don't know, some sort of a personal issue. Uh, it never really came out why, and it doesn't really matter. Whatever Berdine had to go back to Russia for is his business. And uh, we're just hoping that if it's like family or something, that that's all okay. And that, you know, his family or him himself, whatever the, the situation was, that they are okay and, and happy and, and healthy. So uh, unfortunately, Berdin never really panned out for the Jets. I doubt he'll ever really return uh, unless he comes back for another team. But one of those contracts that you just have to say uh, a farewell to, and we wish him well. Up next, we've got uh, Ashton Sautner. Sautner has been a bit of a journeyman blue liner for the Manitoba Moose for the past couple of years. I don't really see a reason, I guess, not to bring him back, other than maybe they want to change the blue line's composition a bit. Uh, I don't know that there's any real prospects or anything that the Jets would be looking at to maybe promote into the Moose system. Uh, as far as like a capable, reliable top four defender at the AHL level is concerned, Sautner's fine. I mean, is he like crazy or anything? No. Uh, but as a, you know, close to 30 uh, veteran blue liner with a lot of pro experience, I don't really see what the problem is in bringing him back. I don't know that he's really blocking anyone with a moose. Uh, unless I could be wrong, somebody's welcome to change that for me, that notion. But as far as I know, you know, the only other guys we're really waiting for are like Salamonson and a few other players. But those guys might be a little more distant and might not be coming over to the U.S. anytime soon. So Ashton Saltner, yeah, fine. Bring him back. Who cares? Now, Sam Gagne, this one is an interesting one because he's the kind of signing that I always love. Uh, there was that one player from Buffalo and Ottawa that I always forget his name for some reason, had a brief spell with the Oilers too. Uh, and he was like that savvy veteran with a lot of skill, you know, very sheltered minutes, but usually drove play and actually scored quite a bit relative to expectation. Gagne's kind of that same mold of being a really skilled player who's got great finishing ability and actually chipped in quite a fair few number of points when he was healthy. Um, and as like a veteran cheap depth signing, I thought he was a great move. I liked the move when it happened. It seemed like it paid off pretty quickly, and it's a shame that his season was cut short due to like shoulder surgery or whatever he had. So uh, Gagne, um, as much as I would love to bring him back, I think you do have to kind of let him uh, head off into the sunset. He probably is mulling retirement here pretty soon. He's had a wonderful career, but for the Jets, I think, you know, his, his injury issues and uh, just the lack of, of game time because he doesn't always forecheck as aggressively, I feel like, 
you know, maybe doesn't fit Winnipeg's long-term outlook. But if they want to bring him back for next season, I'd totally be down for it. I'd love for Bones to actually use him more. But until then, it is what it is. We just sort of have to deal with it. Last player on the list, though, uh, Evan Cormier, another goalie. Uh, Cormier, I don't know how much he was really playing for the Jets um, other th- or for the Moose other than getting some starts here and there. Uh, Evan, you know, he's one of those guys that I feel like the Jets have tons of these sorts of goalies in the system, players who are, are occasionally decent and can occasionally uh, get a couple of spot starts. Cormier didn't really play a lot for um, the Moose other than just a couple of games this year. And then he spent most of the rest of the season with the Kalamazoo Wings. Not a lot going there. Um, I, I mean, if they resigned him, I don't really have any thoughts on that other than, yes, he is a free agent. You could give him a contract. It's more goalie depth. But otherwise, yeah, just release it and find a another uh, project goalie, maybe from overseas, to give a shot and see if they can become uh, the next Jets great or somebody who would be a solid backup. But let me know your thoughts on all of these free agents. Drop your thoughts on who you would let go and who you resign in the comments below. But for tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Jets your first listen of the day every day. We will see you back here tomorrow to start talking about the potential Stanley Cup Finals matchups and how that's looking. So stay tuned. But like I said, for tonight's episode, that is all the time that we have. Thanks so much for listening. Have a great night and go Jets go.